What's up, Beijing brand lovers? I'm Diane Squires of Diane and Squires Consulting, where our focus is helping businesses nurture strong brand connections for long-term returns. And this is episode five, season three of Backstage with Beijing Brands, the podcast where I share insights from the builders behind some of my favorite Barbadian brands. Remember, you can find every episode of the Backstage with Beijing Brands podcast on my website, dianensquires.com, and you can subscribe there to receive new content. And of course, you can also listen to the podcast on any of eight other platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Radio Public. So you have options. Choose yours and subscribe now. On this episode, I'm talking to the owner of Artist Made, a fine arts-based business. Shanika Grimes is a young woman who is full of life and personality, but she's also full of practical know-how and drive to create business success. Artist Made operates from Shanika's studio in St. James, where she teaches art classes and conducts art camps, but also offers Artist Made branded bags and other products. But a lot of her income is earned from custom projects like murals. Shanika is incredibly sober about what it takes to succeed in business as an artist. You'll enjoy this. Listen into the conversation. All right. Hi. Hi, Shanika Grimes. Lovely to meet you. As I'm really glad that you agreed to this podcast interview with me. How are you? I am good. I'm hanging. <laughs> good, good, good. So, Artist Made is your brand, and I've been following you around on Instagram and other channels and platforms. <laughs> so you know, portraits and murals and art parties and art lessons and your own artist studio before the age of thirty. I mean, is that you're doing it all? So yeah, for real. So when did you first decide that art would be your career? Uh, I was about 14 when I realized that I couldn't live without it. Um, I had to go through my battle with my parents about going to Queens College and not becoming a doctor. You know, <laughs> so we had to get past that, and I was on it like white on rice ever since I, I got a couple awards at NIFCA, and I realized that I was uh, above average in terms of talent. And it, it just couldn't. I I always used to draw before that age, but that's when I made the commitment that that is what I'm going to do. Oh, excellent! So, well. Now that you have Artist Made, and we'll go into that a little bit. So tell me about Artist Made and um, the fine arts business locally. That's a little bit different, but how did you come up with Artist Made? Where did that come from? Kind of give me the story of how everything evolved between 14, age 14, and now. Well, I was on track to be a very, um, what you would call a contemporary artist up until the birth of my son. So I was on a romantic chase with the art, doing it the way that I loved it. But when I gave birth to my son quite early at 21, I realized that whatever I do needs to make money because the romance and love of things does not buy milk and papers. Right. So I thought very hard about how I would monetize my skill. I analyzed the market and what people like here in Barbados. They're very into decor. They're very into the fancy and then so my technical ability could sell into that luxury market and that, how you say, um, customized market. I also work with hotels on 
decor pieces and with the lessons as well. So I also fit the lessons into a need-based service because a lot of parents in the public system have artistic and gifted students and there's no steady facility for art teachers in the primary school here. A lot of schools don't have a steady art class weekly for young children. So that was a need-based service that I thought was important. And also there weren't very many black owned art camps. So right. we know how certain things operate in terms of colorism in Barbados. So I also wanted to be a part of giving black or how you say not sensitive persons an outlet in terms of an art camp for their kids. Okay. So so you studied you studied fine arts and it was contemporary art. This was BCC. I did uh, the visual arts, which covers a range. So they do also, they are also sensitive to students who want to create commercial pieces as well. I wouldn't say they only do contemporary work because for the BFA, you decide what you are going to pursue. You decide, you present yourself and you argue what you're going to pursue and why it's valid. Right, right. Yeah. And you, you talked about conducting research and you found these niches that you could fit into, but how then yeah. How then did you go about, you know, you had to set up your business, mm -hmm. uh, you had to think of a name, and then clearly you had to market yourself, you had to put yourself in front of people. So how did all of that go on? What, what techniques did you use? <laughs> well, I had to learn. I had to become a student after my degree again. I okay. sought assistance with Fund Access and the BIDC. Mm -hmm. And they have several programs embedded into, well, Fund Access, theirs are embedded into their small business loan structure, the training and marketing, and BIDC, theirs isn't tied to anything. Any individual can walk upon them and ask a question and become a part of their program in terms of learning marketing and new skills to drive small business. And it's completely free. Mm -hmm. And how comfortable was it for you to approach people and say, hey, I'm Shanika Grimes and this is my business and this is my idea. How did you go about that? Was it a prepared presentation? Um, well, I just randomly do things on impulse. And then I get the preparation going after. So I just woke up one day and spent the day investigating organizations that could help me make my art into a business. I walked into Finances, I got some help that way. I walked over to the, actually I walked over to BIDC, who then directed me to Fund Access. Uh, and the, uh, when I met them, I was at the initial stage of the business, now figuring out what I would even do with my talent. So right. then they are the ones who taught me about looking at feasibility, looking at product development, looking at the markets. And then that is where I started to understand how to monetize my skills. Right. And so tell me now how you, you came upon the name Artist Made and what, <laughs> and what did that mean for you? Why was that important? Well, funny enough, I had an argument with one of my friends about how complex my original name was something like romantic, like portal designs. <laughs> and I don't know, she'd be comfortable with me saying her name while I'm doing it anyway. She and Rosa and I, we had an argument about how it doesn't make any sense. And then I went, went off the phone with her all angry and I came up with that idea because she said, stick to the point, stick to the point. And right. I was like, well, I'm the artist who makes things, so I'm going to call it Artist Made. <laughs> oh, nice. And yeah. is it, so on Instagram, I think you're Artist Made Barbados. The company or the business itself is called just Artist Made. Yes, I put Barbados because when I then started to build my online presence, I realized that Artist Made is kind of generic. 
but um, artists made Barbados narrows it down in terms of searches, etc. Yeah, yeah, of course. Great, great, great point. So what do you think now sets artists made apart from any other locally owned um, fine arts business? And I know there are a few. Yeah, well, for me personally, I feel like my attachment to products and services is quite flexible. The end game for me is to be able to sell my talent and skill. So yeah. if a new have, I find that a lot of people get attached to the way they do things yeah. and that doesn't give them the wiggle room and flexibility to adapt to the market. I feel like I am very adaptable. Mm. And so then this is how, because I know now during the COVID-19 curfew period, I've seen you doing some international art parties. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that because that was new. Yeah, well, I um, actually, what happens a little bit is that my customers start to whisper to me, so you want to do this thing? And then I'm like, hey, maybe I want, because I was like, I should do online. And then to affirm it, my friends reach out to me in that same wave of thought, like, hey, I want to do this party. And I'm like, okay. So then we do the first party. And then they, when it works, and I'm like, this works, you know? And then when you're sure it works, then you push it a little further, you make your little ads and stuff, mm -hmm. and you put it up and try to sell it to people, and you get five more, and you try to keep it going. <laughs> so how long, how long have you been doing it during the whole curfew period? Uh, I started, wait, when did the curfew start? Like April? Um, I think March, around March, maybe April, yeah, because we reported. Yeah, the, the first one was in April. April, yeah. The end of April going on to March. Yeah. Okay. And how's that been going? Um, it's better than I expected. <laughs> it's better than I expected. And then I have um some YouTube videos that I have um put up privately that persons then pay me to view through then I send them a private link, etc. And those perform a lot better than I expected for a new product. Because sometimes, well, most often there is a growth period for people to recognize the product, get accustomed and comfortable with it. Yeah. But because people have worked with me before, then they followed on. Okay. And you said international. So what are some of the countries that people have joined you from? The UK. Um, where's the other place? New York a lot. Uh -huh. um, and then Pennsylvania, where is that? I have no idea where that is, but That's there was a party with someone from Pennsylvania. Wow. So when a person book, they, they can include friends from anywhere in the world. So I find that it's something that I want to continue even after we recover oh, from excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So if you had to describe artist made in three words, what would, what would those words be? <laughs> I don't have four words, is that right? Have four, okay, go ahead. After thinking for a minute, four words, okay. Yes, art for the people. Art for the people. Fantastic. Why, why do you say art for the people though? Why art for the people? Because I make my art and services to suit, sorry, my phone's not ringing, to suit each individual customer's needs, mm -hmm. you know? People can come to me with random ideas and I create things based on what they need and love and I'm happy to be a part of their little world for a period of time. It's a nice to, to get to know a new customer and what they would love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. Um, and I asked you about those words because I'm just trying to find out, you know, how you yourself describe the brand because from the outside looking in, it feels like the brand embodies your kind of joy and bubbliness and all of that so is that what you're trying to what you're also trying to express through the brand artist made 
Well, I feel like people connect really well with individuals and personalities. Yeah. And I am indeed the personality behind the brand. Yeah. But in the end, I want to be able to give people what they want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I do kind of like the face of the brand, but it's about the customers in the end. But I can't, you know, it'll be hard to identify the brand through all the customers I serve in a year. (laughs) But how comfortable are you? I know that you look, you're bubbly and everything in front of the camera and you're doing all of that work. How comfortable are you being the face of the brand? Because you know, some people find difficulty. I am a very friendly person in general. I'm very sociable, but there has been some backlash to my way of life in terms of, you know, people recognizing me in the supermarket when I look a bit scanty and stuff like that. <laughs> there was a, some pressure that came with developing the brand under my image um, that I wasn't necessarily completely aware of. And it did have a psychological impact on me up to a certain point because then there's a responsibility for me to be a certain way a majority of the time, especially since I deal with children and they're impressionable and the different features of the brand. So growing into that definitely had an adjustment period of knowing what is okay and what is not okay when you are the face of your brand. So you have to be very always growing with what you learn about the brand. And if you want to be an ambassador for your brand, even people who aren't as visible as me, they might represent a brand or their brand in some way. And there are underlying fine print rules that come with that, that you learn along the way. Hmm, I can I can understand that. So there has been some difficulty, but you continue to do I guess you learn along the way. Yeah, and you can't please everybody. I mean there will be things that I do that get some backlash, but I still have to be myself within reason. And some people will love that and some people will be like, Well, do it more this way, but I'm still an art lady. <laughs> All right, so, you know, up until this point, we really haven't spoken about the services and that you offer and what you do. We kind of glossed over it. But for my audience, um, it would be great if you could tell us a little bit more about what you do, the kinds of services and products and so on that you have, because I'm pretty excited about some of them. But you can go into detail on what those products and services are. Okay, well, my main um, base for my services is acrylic paint. I use acrylic paint on bags for handcrafted decorations. I paint handmade signs. I paint murals. I'm really technical. I get to portraits and detailed paintings as well. Mm -hmm. I also do custom projects based on customer requests that fit my technical ability because I can sew and I can paint. So there's some little quirky things that people ask me to do that are nice in between that don't necessarily, I just put them in custom projects. Right. I see. So the bags are the bags are interesting. Is it that you started with the bags? Because I I kind of remember yes. that first. Well, I started. Funny enough, I started with carving. I can carve as well, but the turnover rate on such an item is very slow. You know, the production cost is high. The turnover rate is very slow. Convincing a Barbadian to buy the time it costs to carve is a really hard sell especially with my age and there is a type of branding that comes with your age because older artists do get a certain level of respect in terms of pricing as well so Mm -hmm. i considered all of these things like even though i'm noteworthy i'm still very young as a brand so Mm -hmm. i can't demand a certain price point on certain sizes of items because when someone's paying for a mural it might be a little costly but the size justifies the price in a way for a car you might end up with something like this that took a week and then hard on a pay your bills or convince the customer to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So you have you have a really good understanding. So it shows through that you, at a young age, got the good business advice and understand a lot about the business side of this. And you also get to do something that you love. But you own a studio. Right? <laughs> I want my audience to hear that again. So Shanika hey. owns a studio. Um, <laughs> and so now you have your own space. So you had your own space before, a smaller space, yeah? Yes. I was doing like a commercial rental of a very tiny 10 by 10 building over by the mill. Yeah. Um, there were complications in terms of where I wanted to go with my business and that space. And in, when I considered my options in terms of another commercial rental at a larger space, the price points are through the roof. Mm -hmm. So when I did my number crunching, setting it up this way, I think they call this like a cottage industry where you have approval for a residence and a studio, but right now I just did the studio first to see where it would go. It may never have a residence based on how comfortable my customers will be with me living here because I do the parties and children. I will iron out all of that, but I knew I needed the studio for sure. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at the numbers for commercial rental and the type of space I was need, need, going to need, I would have been in somewhere like $3,500 a month, which I do not have. That is before you make a profit or sell a bread, just rental. And this route took me about maybe half of that to survive every month. So it was the most feasible option to pursue having my own studio. Mm -hmm. And how long has the studio been in operation now? Only since last July. <laughs> so Where I started with my camp because I do lessons and camp too. So the different, um, those need-based services really float the business because, you know, commissions and luxury goods can go, but I have a stable base in terms of lesson services and camps, and then I build on top of that with my commissions. Right. And so lesson services are how often then per, per week, per month? I usually have three classes a week. Um, due to COVID, I came off of that for a while. I just had the Easter camp online. And now we're preparing for summer camp online. Um, so I didn't get back to the lessons because I wasn't sure. It's hard to plan because things keep changing with COVID. You hear the children aren't starting back till September. And then yeah. the parents were adjusting to their online actual school. So I felt in the vibrations that it wasn't ready. I put it out there and I'm getting a good response so far. So right. I'm going to add camp to that. So you kind of have to feel people out as well. Good. So you you are really doing things and you're thinking about a lot of the, the business aspects. You're actually thinking about a lot of the business aspects and trying to create something that is stable. Yes. But for you, how important is the concept of brand in all of that? How important is that for you? So you talked about being the face of your brand or the ambassador for your brand, especially on on social media channels and so on where you're doing all the promoting. But when you think through in, on a daily basis, what does my brand mean to me? What does it mean to other people? How important is my brand really? How do you answer that question for yourself? I just feel like it was something I had to do. I guess I didn't really feel like, I didn't really put that much thought into the importance. I knew I needed to commodify my art and my talent. I knew I needed to do art forever. So I had to make it feasible. And that was just, that was it. Like That's I need it. to do art forever. I need to paint at least three times a week, every week. Let's make it feasible. That's as far as my thoughts have gone. Everything else just drags me along. Like, oh, people know me. I guess I should be kind of, you know, I grow with it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
art for the people what is next for artists made so i know you must have plans and yeah to what extent can you reveal what those plans will be so you have the summer coming up you, mm -hmm. you're going to think about you said continuing with the virtual um parties or lessons and, and things like that but what do you have on the horizon now for your brand artists made and for the business I have a huge portfolio of work now because of all of my commissions, of a huge portfolio of designs. So I am looking at working those already finished artworks into digital products, like little exercise book covers and things like that. So that is where I am going because it's not a matter of always because I start to get pains in my hands and in my shoulders. So I need to create some sort of passive income that doesn't require me to physically work every single day yes. as hard as I can to make a living. So I started looking at and researching passive yeah. income sources and I realized that I have a huge wealth of digital products that I can create just with the images that I make every month, every week, you know, I have like a whole category of turtles, a whole category of butterflies. So these things are like a gold mine that I just need to organize. So monetize, so monetize now yeah yeah okay and so you have a website then because you're talking about no i work with facebook and instagram right through and it's been working for me right I, I never go on anyone's website i must say that i know that it's still a thing and i'm going to get that going that's in the future works but i have been pretty successful with instagram and facebook so i pay for advertising through those two and it works really well and so when you when you're thinking then when you have those new digital products that's the way yes. you sell as well yes definitely that will be a requirement okay well i mean it's been wonderful to talk to you it's been really quick this interview but it's because you you know exactly what you want i think and you're clear about about artists made the brand <laughs> i want to say um congratulations on being able to commodify your talent as you put it and yes. being able to monetize and make a brand out of something that you truly love doing and then being able to share that with with other people and so i think you are a good inspiration for other people who are in the arts and wondering how do i make this happen kind of thing but what would you say to those people what would be the number one thing one two or three things that they really need to do well, if you want to make a business, you have to come outside of yourself and think about what the customer wants. And I feel for creative people, that is a very difficult thing to do. Um, we are very attached to what our heart tells us to paint or what our heart tells us to sculpt. But there's a trade-off. Less than 2% of us survive to, to staying artists from art school. So if you want to make yourself like not that statistic, you have to make, find a nice in-between. And sometimes you have to make a sacrifice to get to your overarching. What's the most important thing to you? The most yeah. important thing to me is that I stay an artist and I needed to survive in a feasible way financially as well. So I weigh the two and I play the nice in between where everybody wins. My, my bills are paid and my food bill wins and <laughs> my creative energy also wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danica, it's been a pleasure to speak with you and thanks again for doing this interview for Backstage with Bayesian Brands. So now I'm encouraged to find more artists to interview, find all the brands out there making impact in the arts world. But thank you for being one of the very first. I just told, I told you just before we started the interview, you're only the second one in what I would call the cultural industry. So thank you very much for that. 
<laughs> Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thanks for listening to Backstage with Beijing and Brands. And remember to catch up on any episodes you may have missed on my website, dianeandsquires.com. You can send me feedback via the Contact Me page on the website or download the Anchor app and leave me a voice note directly in the app with your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe and be good.